0: I'm glad you're with me today and you can't come back for another session in God's word it's good to be doing this again after a break of about a month or so while we were getting some of the equipment taken care of but I hope you'll begin to tell your friends about our study and invite them to participate by going to our website and they can get it from there and if you do that will not only help you, but it might help some other people as well. Now, we're studying the book of 1 Samuel, as you know, if you've been listening, and we're in the latter part of the second chapter, and we've discovered that Eli the priest has failed to discipline his sons, who are now priests too, and they're ungodly, they're immoral, and they're not what God wants. But let's pick up in verse 27. Now, men of God came to Eli and said to him, this is what the Lord says, did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestor out of the, all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice, an offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me? by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that members of your family would minister before me forever. In other words, this is a priestly line. And from the time God chose Aaron, Moses' brother, to be a priest, this, this family line has been the priest of Israel. And God that's what God's saying. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor But those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house so that no one in it will reach old age. And you will see distress in your dwelling, in my dwelling, although good will will be done to Israel. No one in your family line will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish this priestly house, and they will minister before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and then plead, appoint me to some priestly office so that I can have food to eat. What this unknown prophet comes to Eli to say is, you forfeited your right for your family to continue to be the priests of Israel because of the, um, the lack of discipline you've had on your sons and because of their ungodly lives. I'm cutting off the line. I'm going to start a new line. Samuel actually became the new priest and judge And prophet that God put in their place. And he said, Your sons are gonna die and there's not gonna be anybody else in your family that's gonna be in the priesthood. It's a it was a really tough blow, I'm sure, that God spoke through this prophet to Eli the priest. I'm sure he was heartbroken, but he knew it was true. There wasn't anything he could say that would would help him out. There was no there was no you know, response that he could make. Well, that's not fair, because he knew it was exactly what was fair. There was nothing he could say about this is terrible, we don't deserve this, but he knew they did. So that's kind of the way it stood. And uh, so God was preparing a special person, Samuel, to take the responsibilities of being the spiritual leader of the people of Israel. And notice how God called Samuel to do that in the third chapter, we're ready to start verse one. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. That is, it was a time of low spiritual life in the land of Israel. Not very many people were really seeking the Lord. Not very many people were really trusting God and depending on him. And because of that, God's, God's word uh, was not spoken to very many people. But notice one night Eli, whose, lives were, whose eyes were becoming so weak, that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He did not have the depths of the personal relationship with God. He loved God and served God. But now he was going to come into a relationship with God as a young boy that was greater than anything he'd ever experienced before. A third time the Lord spoke to Samuel and called Samuel, What a great word for us this is. When Samuel realized that God wanted to speak to him, he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Sometimes we're so busy telling God what he ought to do and how he ought to meet our needs and solve our problems that we don't listen. God speaks to us if we listen. He speaks through his word, particularly, and he speaks in other ways, sometimes in our hearts and through other people. But God wants us to realize that he can speak to us. And we need to constantly have the attitude, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Every time we come to God's house and the word of God is opened up by the pastor and preached, we need to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I'm listening. Speak to me today. Give me a message from your word. Every time we open the Bible to read it, we need to say, speak, Lord. I'm ready to hear what you've got to say. Touch my heart. Change my life. Give me what I need for today. You see, constantly God wants to speak to us. But if our ears are closed, and the Bible says a lot of times our minds are closed, then we're not going to hear. Where is God? Why isn't he speaking? Well, he is. But if you don't have your ears open, you don't hear. That's why Jesus, all through his ministry, when he was here on earth for three years, he constantly said, open your ears, listen. And, and he said, he that has ears, let them hear, let them hear, let them hear. And he wants us to to be open to hear. I don't know where you are today and I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know this, God knows, and I know this also, he wants to speak to you about it. He wants to guide you and he wants to give you leadership, but if you're not listening, you'll never know what he wants. And so say to him, Lord, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Speak to me through the word, speak to me in any way you want to. I'm ready to do what you want me to do. And remember when God speaks to us, he never contradicts his word. If, if you think you got a message from God that tells you to do something that isn't what God says, it's not from God. So just remember that and open your heart to let him speak. We'll pick this up and, and follow it. God bless you. Have a great day.